Hey guys, it's Rob, JM Real Estate Capital. I'm sitting here with the famous or infamous Faye Sykes. I thought it'd be great to talk to her about what she does, social security consulting, and, uh, and you're also in the financial service industry. Two businesses, so Social Security Benefit Planners is a a uh, business that uh, came up with about five years ago where we do flat fee social security retirement income planning. Um, so we work internationally and throughout the U.S. with individuals. So just think of like a CPA, you know, there's a huge tax code. Well, there's the same for the social security regulations. So I'm kind of, I'm not a CPA, but I'm like a CPA on social security. And so, but we also partner up with uh, financial advisors and planners throughout the U.S. So for a lot of people that don't want to deep dive into the expertise level that I've gained, um, we'll bring me in to speak to their clients. I'll do the planning for them, and then we'll get the plan back to the client and the planner so that they can integrate that in. So I, I, when you first told me this, I was like, mm. what's that, a couple hundred dollars a month? And was, why would someone do this? I mean, it, um, and, and what you told me just wowed me. So why don't you tell everybody what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, just to give you an example, at a couple that originally was on track to be at about 52 grand a year at, by age 70, with proper planning, they're going to get $78,000 a year at the same exact age. $78,000 a year. So Versus they, 52. So they're, 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 by talking to you, by paying for your plan, they gain $26,000 per year. It's, wow. So if people have longevity, it can be um, running into the 200, 800,000 plus, you know, for a couple. Now, an individual, you kind of cut that in half. But typically, for people that make under 75 grand a year, it can be an additional eight to 15,000 more per year. For individuals that make over $75,000 a year, it can be like 15, 30,000 more per year. So it's pretty significant. And, and this is just from proper Social Security planning. Uh, everybody talks about their Social Security going broke. So there's a couple components. First of all, the FICA, you know, that little line on your paycheck, you know, or if you're a small business owner, you have to pay both sides, but it's, yeah. you know, it's doubled up. But if you are a W-2 employee, you pay half and the employer pays half. But basically, you know, if anybody knows what an annuity is, Social Security is basically just a big government annuity. A pension is a work one, and you can have your own personal one. But over the years, you know, so it's a little under 15% of your pay, of your gross pay goes into Social Security on an annual basis. And this is a retirement, disability, and life insurance program that basically was started after the Great Depression. You know, it was like a safety net. So the average person relies on this for 60, 40 to 60% of the retirement income, about 10% of Americans sadly rely on it for 90 to 100%. You know, on the average payout's about 1370 a month, which isn't gonna take anybody very far. But so you pay into the system over the years through your working years. And then the, the two key components is your PIA, your primary insurance amount. So obviously if somebody was a school bus driver, let's say they made $10 an hour and paid in a smaller amount versus the CEO of like Coca-Cola, who would max it out, let's say for all the years, you know, that there's that amount that's been paid in. 
The second huge component is at what age do you elect to take it? So over 60% of Americans elect to take Social Security at age 62 because it's like, well, let me just get it. I don't know if it'll be here. And they leave hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. Now, obviously, if somebody's really sick, so if somebody comes to me and let's say they've got cancer or some specific reason that you know they might not have longevity, then of course we're gonna tell them to take it earlier. You know, but I've got people where my dad's 92 and running marathons and my mom's 89 and gardening. Well, yes, delay it as long as you can. So I guess the last little part, you know, and there's so many intricacies that go into this, but between 62 and your full retirement age, which can um, alter between 65 and 67, depending on your birth year, there's a 7% increase every year. Between your full retirement age and age 70, there's an 8% increase every year. So I know you worked in the investment world. Where can you get a guaranteed 7% or 8% increase just by delaying? Nowhere. <laughs> Not, nowhere. Well, but you know, what scares me and many people who might watch our little show here um, is uh, the securities uh piggy bank is filled with IOUs from the federal government. So uh, so I might say, okay, Faye, why would I really need this? Because I don't think it's going to be around in 10, 20 years. Well, the thing is, you and I are paying for people older than us, and then the younger people are going to pay for us. But because there's more millennials that are coming into the workforce that are making money, it's actually the payroll tax is actually covering more of the um, Social Security, you know, kind of, you know, bucket that's needed on an annual basis, which is a good thing. So it's a, it's a good what the, the payroll tax. Well, shouldn't the payroll tax be for other government mental needs? I guess. Well, the the FICA is specifically for Social Security and Medicare. Correct. That's yeah. correct. That's right. So. Um, so anyway, yeah, there's money that go for other things. I'm just saying that. One of the trends that's happening is with this huge, because the millennials is about, you know, maybe the same size as baby boomers might be a little bigger, but as those kids start getting more and more into the workforce, it's covering a bigger amount of the Social Security need. Uh, let's look at it from the opposite. Um, are you able to, like, tell somebody how to pay as little as possible into the Social Security? One of the things that I do is do, I do continuing ed for CPAs. Uh -huh. So last year I did online um, conventions. I actually try to re-educate my CPAs and my business owners to actually pay themselves a little bit more. Because the thing is that for a lot of small business owners, they tend to pay themselves as little as possible. Most of the money goes back in the business. It's kind of the trifecta of hell. Um, and I've had a guy who, you know, he was making over a million dollars a year, but he was only paying himself like, 20, 25,000 in for FICA, you know, for the social security piece. Well, he didn't save anything and his business partner um, ran off with like all the money. He's had to go back wow. to work, he can't retire, you know? Wow. And so, you know, basically if we can get business owners to pay themselves like 50 to 75,000 plus, then, but also think about disability. You know, a lot of people, or, you know, small business owners and folks like that, if you pay yourself as little as possible and you become disabled, and a lot of people don't, you know, it, the cost for getting a disability policy on your own, so a lot of people don't even qualify. It can be extremely expensive. 
Um, but that social security program also is a disability program, not only for you, but for your kids, if they're minors. Most businesses, they, they want to uh, pay as little taxes as possible because they'd rather take the money and spend it on what they want to spend it on. And in today's dollars, wouldn't it be uh, a lot cheaper to do? Well, the thing that, um, unfortunately, what I've seen is a lot of business owners don't save. They don't have a you know, 401k. They don't have IRAs. They, you know, so much money goes back in the business. Now, you know, if you've got a business where, let's say that you're a therapist or you're a massage person or, uh, you know, more, you know, can you really sell that book of business if you're a psychotherapist? You know, a lot of people can't. So actually one of the biggest things kind of on the real estate side is that we recommend people to, you know, if they can afford it, is to buy commercial property or buy property to have their business because then they have a, a solid, hard asset that they can sell um, where they might not be able to get, either sell the business or get what they want. So I literally had a client yesterday who's got a restaurant right. who's like, I, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, part of the retirement plan was going to be selling this restaurant for three, four hundred thousand dollars and she you know she's at the point where she's like i think i'm just gonna walk away and how's this gonna affect my retirement and can i retire now and it's like no a big part of that retirement bucket was going to come from the sale of the restaurant which has no value right now if people are really good about saving on their own you know either buying real estate investing in the stock market you know diversifying their funds to some other areas then it's not that big of a deal but for a lot of business owners if they are just actively like, let me go buy a boat, a motorcycle, go on a trip, and they're not saving or buying real estate or investing in other kinds of venues, then those people actually should pay themselves more because it's a forced savings plan to give them a backup. A lot of people that make uh, gobs of money, they uh, they blow their, their savings. They blow it. Blow, blow, blow it every time. And yep. they're like, uh, you know, they're just as bad as athletes, I guess. It, very much so. But just kind of like that one couple, if you all of a sudden had 78 grand a year just in Social Security, that might not keep somebody in the lap of luxury that they might be used to, but you can probably get by on that. Whereas I've had people that, business owners that pay themselves so little that their Social Security might be under, you know, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 a year. So for me, I look at it from, a you know, kind of the different angle of, how do we secure that retirement income? And is there property? Is there royalties? Is there investments? You know, but the Social Security is one piece to that pie. Right. So you're not a stock picker. You're a financial planner. So, yeah. So I'm a fiduciary um, independent advisor. And basically, it's kind of three prongs. So we do consulting, you know, look at the investment piece, the insurance I, but for me, I want to look at the wills, the tax returns, the home and auto, the group benefits. I, you know, my joke is I become people's financial spouse or the CFO, C, you know, CFO of the family. You know, so basically think of anything financially related. You know, and I get a lot of calls on interest rates right now. So I'm sure you've been talking to your folks, but I'm seeing you know clients getting 2.5% uh, for 15-year fix, 2.75, 2.6 for 30-year fix for their primary home. Um, those are some pretty significant, you know, significant uh, 
inexpensive rates that I I don't think we'll ever see again. I mean, I don't probably, know. Probably not, yeah. I actually gave somebody two and a quarter on a 30-year fixed. Wow. Yeah, I just ran into somebody that still had a six and a quarter uh, crazy. interest rate. I'll give you a call. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of Absolutely. So um, share, share, a, uh, share another money saving tip. Social Security is actually a big game for you. Uh, yeah, huge tip. game. Um, you know, the, you know, the whole, ad, you know, you've always heard pay yourself first. Um, but one of my biggest things is, you know, when people get a raise or there's, you've paid off a bill and you've got found money, you know, in any case, when people have debt, take, you know, so it's kind of, let's say it's $300, take $150 towards the debt, $150 to savings so that you can kind of equally have, you know, stuff paid off while also having money go up. But I think, you know, really working with somebody in general, that's kind of one one little tip, but it's kind of spread it out. A lot of people just want to throw 100% of money just to debt, but I'm always like, if you don't have any emergency savings right. and you have an issue, what happens? You have to go back to debt again. It's funny, you know, people actually want to pay down their mortgage faster than their credit cards, and, they're, and it's crazy and twofold. I mean, if you're getting, even 3%, you're paying 3% of your mortgage, okay, it's tax write-off. You're paying 18% of your credit card, why would you pay your credit card faster than you pay your mortgage? You know what I'll say is, um, I think and the, the whole reason I got into Social Security was a specific story. I had a widower that was referred to me, and husband had taken Social Security early. She was more of that at-home mom for most of her adult life, you know, raising the children. But he elected to take it early, which was a 25-30% permanent reduction in benefits, not only for him and for her. He had taken his pension only on his own life. He didn't have really a lot of other, like basically no retirement savings, and he died eight months later. So this poor woman went from like $6,500, $6,700 a month of cash flow to, zero. to it was about $1,480 a month. So we ended up having, she did have a house, you know, but, you know, sold that and her daughter had to build out a mother-in-law suite in her basement, which was not an ideal situation for anybody. <clears throat> and unfortunately, you know, with especially with those couples where you've got the somebody, man or woman, that's been at home raising children and that social security piece, you know, for a lot of folks, a lot more folks rely on that social security piece than people actually realize. They think, oh, I'm not gonna count on it, it's not gonna be there, but when you actually hit retirement, it ends up being a bigger part of the chunk than people realize. Uh, we do assets under management um, based on a fee base with TD Ameritrade on the institutional side, and then we can do life insurance, disability, long-term care. I'm also a CLTC, um, CLTC certified long-term care specialist. Um, you're, you're jack of all trades. And uh, NSSA, National Social Security Advisor designated. And then, of course, we can do uh, like annuities and things of that nature. And I just wish, you know, I think statistically only about 30 or 40 percent of Americans actually work with a financial advisor. Right. Um, you know, that would be my, my other big tip. You don't have to all work with me, but find something, somebody you do like and have somebody to soundboard off questions and, you know, get advice and look at your budget and understand where your retirement and your social security is because those kind of things, having professional help can really assist to get you where you really want to be. What, what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you? Just throw it out there. 
one of my friends this past weekend, um, her father had passed and the caregiver had, you know, the housekeeper had taken over the power of attorney, wills, bank accounts, investments. So she wasn't her and the entire blood she family. stole? She basically had reset everything up and, uh, just, you know, so my poor friend had to hire an attorney and the other lady's attorney contacted her attorney. That's how she found out even that her father had passed. But we um, crashed the funeral. Oh we drove up. You crashed the funeral? We drove four and a half hours for her to go spend 30 minutes and uh, it was super fun. We had the sheriff called on us. People were screaming. It oh was. Oh my god! I bet I, you it was like a. Uh, I felt like I was on a TV. I might write a screenplay about it. It was pretty crazy. Well, they appreciate you uh, taking the time. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, tell everybody where if, if they want to contact you, if 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 they wanted your uh, you to be their soundboard, how can they get a hold of you? First of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, my two websites, uh, I think that might just be an easy way and then you can get all my details. But um, Scarlet Oak is Scarlet with one T, S-C-A-R-L-E-T-O-A-K-F-S dot com. So that's ScarletOakFS dot com. Um, and then my other company is SocialSecurityBP.com. Uh, and my personal email is fsykes, F-S-Y-K-E-S, at scarletoakfs.com, um, but would love to assist if I can. Got a phone number? Oh yes, 404-354-1039. 404-354-1039. Uh, thanks again for, thanks for coming. Absolutely, thanks for having me.